Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town preview show in association with Sportsbroker. I'm pleased today to be joined by Town's Head of Football Operations, Lee Bromby. Broms, how are you? I'm good, Raj. Thank you. Good. Um, we want to have a bit of a, a catch-up today after January, after the, the start of the season we've had and the, the run we're on, just with yourself, to, to have a look at the overall uh, view of the club on and off the field and, and, and look into your role a little bit more because it's one that the people outside of the club don't know too much about. Um, yeah. Just first of all, what your opinions of the, the FA Cup game at the weekend, the uh, the 1-0 win over Barnsley? I think really positive um, one to get through. I think you know we, we were really mindful in the summer that we wanted to provide a squad that could compete in all competitions. So... Um, we realised after last season that we need to do some work on that. And I think you could see in that game with the changes in the game against Burnley, I don't think that's been a detriment to performance. I think it's been a positive. Um, and those players that have come in have done themselves credit. And I think it's it's added to the sort of spirit of the team and and the players that that's happened. So for us um, as a club, really positive. I think... Um, it helps that you sort of cover players or the players that haven't had as many minutes. They're actually coming in and performing really well. Um, so I thought I thought it was excellent all around. Yeah, Carlos has made no secret of how happy he is with the makeup of the squad. He said a couple of times now he's got two good players for each position, and that's obviously something that your department has worked extremely hard on on putting together. Yeah. With players like Josh Ruffles coming in, he, you know he's he's even gone so far as to say that he's unlucky that Toss is in such good form. Otherwise, he would have got more of a look. In is is that testament to to how well the the recruitment and the the planning has gone for us this year? Yeah, I think so. I think you look at uh, the work Josh uh, he heads up that department. You know the the recruitment and. I think the things they've, they've brought forward and they've suggested have been excellent and the players they've identified. Um, yeah, that's Josh Marshford for people watching. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. And then you look at Lee Meller, who's obviously head of the, the, the B team, uh, and that he'd head that up. And you look at Sauber Thomas and uh, John Russell, um, two signings have made into that um, sort of that team. And I think... Last year, obviously, was a difficult one for maybe people to see that and the, and the benefits. Uh, but it's really pleasing, like for me, you know, watching that game, winning, playing well, and and also seeing these players have have a big impact. And you know, the, the staff should be really pleased with the work that that they've put in place. Yeah, John Russell's a, a good example of of what we've tried to do, not only the past few seasons, but overall in the past five or six with that change that we did with the traditional academy going and and trying to get players who have who've left other clubs at a later stage of their development, putting them through that that last piece of development and getting them into a place where they they contribute to our first team. He's a brilliant example of that. Yeah, I think so. I think both you the using both uh John and Sauber are the are the reason why we made those changes and and we're able to make those decisions really quickly. So the Sauber Thomas a different type to John in terms of not having an academy background, but us wanting to bring him into the, the sort of B team structure and uh, all the work that the staff put into that from 
me was really pleasing. Um, yeah. So watching how the staff put all the plans in place for Sorba, who's from a different environment, uh, and all the work yeah. went into into Sorba, and then also seeing John, you know, is is arrived with us from a big academy. He'd already mm -hmm. had the loan experience at uh, Accrington. He's obviously he's he's worked under some very good coaching, technically very good, and then to see the work our staff have also put into John because mm -hmm. he's a totally different athlete that I saw on Saturday to when he first arrived. So it's really pleasing to see the work that the staff are putting into the players and seeing that, you know, on, on a match day, whether it's the FA Cup or the Championship, and seeing that, it must be pleasing for the staff. And I spoke to them all this morning and said, look, that's exactly what we want to see as a club. Uh, it's really pleasing and, and, and there should be you know, patting themselves on the back for the work that they've done and, and the continued work that we'll, they'll, they'll continue to do. Yeah, it's it's an interesting area that, that you work in because it's it's heading up so many different facets of, of what yeah. makes up the football club because from the outside looking in, there's a, a fan that, that, you know, comes on a match day, they don't get to, to see the full breadth of the work that goes on behind the scenes just through the function of, of um, being a supporter. Yeah. It's interesting that you, you touch on things like the, the nutrition and the, the work that the ins and outs do, the transfers and the, the scouts. But your role is, is much more than that, isn't it? You work with the nutritionist. You've, you've spent so much time at town, not just in this position, but in the academy, heading up the academy, mm -hmm. uh, doing the job that Emir does now. Yeah. Is that all that experience allowing you to, to not only know the club and what we need for, for this exact case better, but allowing you to, to have all of those different interests as well as obviously the, the transfer type of things? Yeah, I think, you know, when I first came into this role, it, it's on the back of, you know, working with the academy and it, it's a similar, similar type of role. So it's a leadership position. You're working with, you know, the medical, you're working with, um, the sports science you're working with nutrition like you said yeah coaching side you're also trying to recruit so you're working with a scout so that step up into this role I'd sort of done my apprenticeship with the academy so you know, really grateful for the club for you know sort of investing into me and developing me that way um, but you've also seen that with some other staff at the club that I've, I've progressed up to the first team now like Paul Bauer being a, a good example Danny Schofield Karen Jagger now on, on, on the operations side. Um, so there's people that have progressed through our academy, not just players also. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's really pleasing to see. I think it's something Huddersfield Town do well as a club. Um, but yeah, just to touch on, you know, the, the breadth of my role, it's not, like you said, just um, signings. Yeah. And I think that's commonly seen, you know, people who have historically held positions like mine have come from a recruitment background. Yeah. Uh, recruitment is a huge part of of the role. But like you said, I think football clubs have, have grown so big and and developed in a in a in a really positive way to be honest. Uh, yeah. That you know my role is to to oversee a lot of those departments. And all, all I can say is I think as a club uh, the owners have invested into that. So it's really, really easy for me and it's really pleasing to put some of these programmes in place because the staffing and the structure behind the scenes at Uddersfield is excellent. 
and and you know some people might be surprised at our league position and, and sort of what we're achieving. I think when you walk around our building at the training ground, we don't we don't feel we're overachieving. Yeah, I think the setup and the training ground and the facilities and the staffing that we have here is set up for success. And it, it's something that you know I'm I'm really pleased and and proud to be part of and and to be heading up. But we have some excellent staff. We have some some really, really, really good ways of working, and I think that does help towards how the team are doing. Now they're performing excellently on the pitch, so the credit does go to the players and Carlos. But we have some really good staff and some really good ways of working with the club. Yeah, that's I'm sure supporters are, that's music to their ears. One thing that I wanted to, to ask you is how are you enjoying the role? Because obviously it must yeah. be must be better now that, that all that hard work is you know being shown on the field and, and essentially that's the you know, proofs in the pudding and the, the league table and, and getting so far in FA Cup. But yeah. there must have been some some tougher periods in the, the years before when you were new to the role and, yeah. and the, the club weren't doing so well. Is is that something that's you know, improved your enjoyment of what you do day to day now because you you know you're in the the training ground early doors. You leave later on. It's it's not as if you're, you know, it's a, a small investment or, or, or commitment that you've got to make in in the position that you have. Yeah, I think yeah, a couple of things on that. I think when I was first appointed, we'd had success with the academy, doing the same thing. So I worked tirelessly with the academy and I think we had a lot of success there then being promoted I think it was 2020 the summer yeah 2020 now coming into the situation then on the back of the relegation I was 100% confident we could get into this position we are now um, but I knew at that point and I said to Carlos when when we approached him to speak to him said it'll be the hardest thing you do in your life and me now Last year was a massive, massive learning curve for me in terms of um, support and people around you. And, and the club showed that. Um, you know, Phil, who was the, the owner then, and Dean also, because Dean was also a shareholder. So the support from them was never, there was never any wavering of, look, Lee, what you're trying to do is the wrong thing. There was a real support from those people and the board um, and the directors. So that was something that I'll always remember because I would say those 12 months were probably the most difficult of my career. And I'm talking football as well. So yeah. 22 years. So, and the support of the staff, uh, yourselves, who I know you've all come into this, and, and the people around Huddersfield Town are excellent. David Sykes, who is on the board, who's always been there to support. And I think that's what, what we're about. And we knew we were going through a difficult time, but everyone believed we could get through this period and we could be stronger. Um, and I generally believe the people we have here, one helped me. I think Carlos also learned a lot and went through some difficult times. But, you know, th those things can make you stronger. And, and I, do, I do believe that that's the process we've been through. Yeah, if it's one that that old cliche, isn't it? If you if you don't win, you learn, and we certainly yeah. did a lot of learning last year. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's, it's all great to hear. An interesting thing from from your position is obviously as an ex pro, as a, an ex player, how does being in the 
the backroom area of a club differ to your playing career? Is it something that you've transitioned to well? Is it something to that you you how's the enjoyment different? How's the day to day different? Obviously, the there's no training and all that sort of stuff. But what's it like? Do you still you know kick every ball, lead every ball at, at ground? Obviously, you come and give us a fist bump before we kick off at Don Smiths and everything. But how is it for you on on that emotional level? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think you you touched on it before the t- the time spent here and and the effort and the application from this type of role is totally different from playing. <laughs> so, yeah, the players they come in, the training, they go, and then and then stepping into this type of role, it's twenty four seven. There's no no doubt doubt about that. If you want to be successful, now I want the feel of the training ground is really important to me because I think. We love football. Every person that works at this club loves football. The fans come and support the team. We try and represent the supporters in the right way by playing the right way and, and providing the players that show they care. And I think the training ground is a really important place and it has to be a collective. So, like I said, match days, it's, you know, you guys are as involved as me as me, sorry, you're as involved as, as the players and, and, and it's that togetherness I feel that this club has, that, that sort of terrier spirit. And I buy into that massively and I think, you know, we've got that at the training ground. And as a, as a player transi- transitioning into this role, it's remembering the fun about football. So it could, this role could consume you and, and, and it could become not fun because it's such a big organisation, but I think it's key to what we're trying to do at the minute. It's, you know, we've come in this morning and everyone's got a smile on the face because we win. Now, we all want to enjoy these moments. You know, the club's doing fantastic. It's in a great position. Um, we're doing well on the pitch. It's in a good place off the pitch. And it's something that you, you are, what I've learned from playing is you have to enjoy these moments. Yeah, and you have to make you have to make the environment enjoyable, and, and I hope then you can see that on the pitch. Yeah. Now sometimes difficult because I think Carlos is uh, very demanding. <laughs> the players. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, if if that answers your question, I think no, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a great answer. It touches on a lot. I mean, we sort of, as we've been talking as well, it's interesting. Carol Lighting's tried your door. Carlos has just tried your door. It sort of shows um, how central your position and, and that, that atmosphere that you say at the training ground of, you know, everyone's got that open door policy and constantly talking and collaborating. That's a great example of it because people will be able to see it over your shoulder. Um, yeah. You touched on it earlier, your position isn't obviously just transfers, but having just been through January, it'd be a good time to touch on that because we have done a, a bit of business, both in-going and outgoing. If we yeah. start with the the outgoings, there were obviously no major losses from the first team, which is obviously a, a huge positive. Um, and I don't think that was that was ever on the cards. Um, but we've the, the interesting and the, the perhaps the more newsworthy um, thing on the outgoing side is the amount of loans we've had, especially from the B team and, and fringe first team players. That's been going right from the, the summer with you know Ramani doing so well, Romani, who's now stepped up a division, Keen Harrett's gone out. Yeah. Um, I think there's nine now uh, yeah. who are currently out on loan. Yeah. Has that always been part of the plan? Because, you know, 
on the face of it, and, and you know, perhaps selfishly, we were doing so well in the, the Premier League Cup at B team level, we could have kept them all here and you know, gone as far in that and as we can do. And yeah, and you know, we, we say that, but we've just won three 0 away at Watford as well, with the lads stepping back up. So it's not as if the results have gone wayward there. But is yeah. that pleasing that the, the reputation of of our fringe players and our B team and our academy is at the point now where other EFL teams are looking to Huddersfield as a as a destination for players to come into their club from. Yeah, yeah, I think um, you know I'll touch on the the ones in to start with. So I think you know if, I, if we talk about strategy and and sort of long term planning, like those loans don't just happen overnight. Yeah, the loans in and loans out. So one of the reasons for appointing Carlos was for a style of play. Yeah. It was the coaching and, and people are interested in Carlos's methodology in the way he plays and it, it, it suits how we want to play the club attacking football. The second was to transition and develop young players to play in our first team. A lot, So that's a really difficult ask at Championship because um, to be in a position where we're in in the league at the minute to have a lot of young players transitioning into the team and winning games and having a style is not an easy thing to ask someone to do. Yeah. Now, what Carlos gets at this club, which I think is unique, is the the support from the board and the owners to do that. Um, and I think we've seen that in really good moments this season. I don't think we're perfect. I think we've seen it in really good moments where we've done that. And you've seen the likes of those players who have progressed to the first team, Scotty I, John Russell, Sorba Thomas. We go back, Lewis O'Brien probably can't be considered now because <laughs> he's just, he's moved into a different level and he's, he's getting a little bit older. So I think that's important. Then Carlos was also brought in to attract players from top-end clubs, which Huddersfield, even before my time, have always historically done well. So you think of the players that have come here and done well on loan from those big clubs. It was building on that and building on those relationships. So we did invest and the club invested into and supported me in bringing in a loans manager, which has been excellent. Yeah. And then the second part of that, so it was bringing in attracting players, which I think people, you've seen the level of players we get, the trust us with their players, not just because of Carlos, because of the work we do within the club. So yeah. science, the nutrition, the diet. Those clubs would not let players just go to any club just to play football. And I think we we do that well. And it's something we really wanted to, to sort of capture and work on. Then the second part for us was, if we're going to develop this B team, we also know to get players into our first team, a real valuable experience is going out on loan. So this is the first time I think the club have had so many players, I think it's nine in the league, eight or nine, that are competing in the league, playing week in, week out, that are underneath the squad. So we've got a squad model we want to work to and it incorporates loan players and getting loan players minutes. And then for those players to come back and, and, and play for us, that's the ultimate aim. Now, if they don't actually make that progression and they don't play in our first team regularly in the championship, it also creates value. Yeah. So from a business point of view, it really, really makes sense. Um, and Dave, David Fox has been a big part of 
being able to do that in a professional manner and, and a strategic way of working. So for us, yeah, we're in an excellent position. I think the club has got a lot, a lot of talent un underneath the squad that are out playing on loan. Um, they've got a lot of talent still in the building yeah. that are developing. Like you said, we, we beat uh, Watford 3-0 and the B team and John Worthington's heading up at the minute and Emmy is heading up the academy are in a fantastic place. Um, and it's something we want to build on. It's something we want to really progress. And, and the ambitions of that are really high. And, and we've got some really good people that are, are heading that up. So, we, yeah, I, I feel as a club, we're in a fantastic position. I think we're going to see more more players coming through that way of working. Um, and that's one of the reasons, like I said, when Carlos was first appointed, was a big part of that was his worked with the 23s, he's worked within that sort of youth development background because it's important yeah. as a club. Yeah, no, I think that's all great to hear. And like you say, there's so many examples of it now that it's it's not just theory, it's not just things we're saying behind the scenes that the club people can see it affecting what's happening on the pitch. Um, perhaps the, the sexier end of the market is the players we bring in. And yeah. uh, like you said, we've 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 done a bit of that as well this January. Uh, yeah. Tino coming in, uh, Jamal Blackman joining on a on a free until the end of the season, and, and the same with Karel Lighting. Do you want to just talk us through the, the the thinking behind that? Obviously, I think Jamal kind of explained itself with with Ryan being injured, Nicholas Blockerpitch yeah. going out on on loan and what have you. Uh, yeah. But Karel and, and Tino are, are two that that catch the eye. Yeah. No. No. I agree. I think. Um... We we put a squad together in the summer where we thought we were going to be competitive in this league and we wanted to minimise what we were doing in January. So we looked at us as a club for the last few years. We've, we've signed too many players in January. So that's either because we have not been doing well mm -hmm. or we've not put a squad together that's going to compete where we are. So... I look at the last time we were successful and that was the, the promotion season. And what we did in, in behind the scenes for everyone to know is all those players arrived pre-season day, day one with David Wagner. So he had all those players the season we got promoted from day one. We've done that for Carlos. So we've got all the players in day one. There was a few additions. So Tom Lees and Sinani, that came a little bit later. So we were happy with that piece of work. Yeah. Then, but the idea for that was so then in January, we didn't want to be going and signing players and making snap judgments and we not not being a club where we're going to control the January market because yeah. it's dependent on players not playing. It's always dependent on if clubs will let players out on loan. So the business I think we did in January was, was for a, as a club was was very good. We, yeah. We we worked a lot on, and Josh Marsh was a big part of this, and was keeping the wrong players out. So, by what I'm, why what I mean by that is, we've got a certain player we want to sign. We've got a characteristic of players that we want to sign. Yeah, and lighting is one hundred percent one of them. A ball yeah. on the fielder. We've seen his talent before. So when an opportunity came to sign him, one hundred percent. Tino Andrin, we'd looked at the previous summer, he was out of our price bracket and range. Now, 
things have changed that he didn't play enough games and Chelsea and and the player himself wanted to come here because of some of the things we've done and he'd heard from Levi. So that was a, a positive and he fits exactly how we want to play. So even though those opportunities came up in January, we would have signed those two players in the summer. Yeah. Must have fit the way we want to play, the fit, the... Uh, the culture of the club, the personalities. So we've done the work on the player and, and what type of individual they are on and off the pitch. Yeah. We knew the players from before, so it wasn't uh, as if it was something being dropped on in my office saying, oh, let's sign these players. It was mm. a real fit. So I think we're really pleased because of that. Um, now we hope that they just add... Yeah. Squad. I think we looked in the summer, if you look at the window, we had a chance of a player towards the end, which I think was in the, the public domain, that was a midfield player. And I think a lot of people have talked about, you know, strengthening in midfield. And we, we knew going into the season that we had John Russell. We knew we had Scott AI in behind and the fans might not have seen that, but I think it was still a position where we, we did want to add. Um, and those opportunities came up in January. We wouldn't have pushed it unless those that level of player came up. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's interesting to hear that the sort of the, the ethics behind it and the, the thoughts behind it of being this is a, a supplemental window rather than a, a recovery one is seems like the, the most sensible way for it to be because even if you look at the signings we've made in, in January previously, mm-hmm. they can, if they aren't known quantities such as Corral, take longer to bed in and, and don't come into you know their own until a year later and, and given where we are in the division and, and given what we're trying to achieve, it makes more sense to have people who are more of a, a known entity and can hit the ground running and, and that seems to have been part of the thinking. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think if you look at the the Tino one, I know he's injured at the minute, but Emil Smith-Rowe came injured. Mm-hmm. So he had had a bad injury and, and couldn't get fit on his loan. I think it was at Red Bull. Um and I think that helped us get in because they'd seen that and we got Emil Smith-Rowe on the pitch after yeah. an injury and sort of not a great loan. So I think Chelsea have probably looked at it and thought, all right, this is probably the best place for him to go. He's had like a, a slight injury. And I think it links into that way of working as a club, again, that you've got a good reputation, that they'll trust the player to come to us on, off the back of an injury and get him some minutes. Um, and we hope he can add that little X factor that that we might need towards the uh, towards the back end of the season as well. Yeah, I'm not going to keep you too much longer because I'm conscious that more people are going to try your door in the next ten minutes. But um, one thing that that's I think constantly... it's, I've, I've got the best coffee. I think <laughs> <laughs> you're just hogging the machines. Yeah. Um, one thing that, that's repeatedly come up when the lads have been doing the press conferences or even when they've you know, spoken to us for, for any media stuff that we've been doing with them is how much they enjoy being at the training ground during the week, how much they enjoy playing with each other, what good mates they are, how they're you know, socialising out of hours. And that's come not just from the, the lads who are established here, but the new additions as well. People saying, you know, it's, it's one of the warmest and, and most enjoyable dressing rooms they've been a part of. Um, how that sort of the atmosphere outside of hours they're being paid to be together, uh, yeah. something they're going out of the way to, to do. Yeah. Is that 
satisfying for you to hear in your position that okay, this this thinking we've done, this this type of character that we've wanted to bring together, um, all of this work that is theory based when it's coming to a, a practical sense is actually bearing fruit and, and working in a real sense. Yeah, I think that's the biggest um, tick box. I think for us, our compliment. I think you could give us just hearing that people are saying that. Yeah. Now, a big thing, a big, you know, strategy and and what we wanted to put in place in the summer was that because when I, I would say when I came into the role, I inherited those players. Yeah. Now, what I felt about that playing group was there wasn't any like of that spirit. There wasn't any togetherness. Um, there wasn't a care for the club collectively. I'm not saying yeah. individually those, but I'm not naming those players or saying anything bad about those players. I just didn't feel or sense any of that. Yeah. Now, football's in my belief, so this is going into my beliefs, is about a collective, mm-hmm. about the team. It's about uh, the spirit. It's about when you go away from home and you have a great performance on a Saturday, on a Tuesday, you, you dig in for your team and, and you give everything for your team. And when you walk off the pitch, you have give everything 100%. And if every player and every member of staff is doing that every day and for every game, I think over a season, it helps with results. Now, I've said this before in, in an interview, I didn't feel that last year. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel it around the place. I didn't feel it in the staffing. I didn't feel it in the the playing. And I think it was a big thing we tried, or I've tried to do, is make sure we implement that. And I think the nicest thing is that the players are talking about that. And we did look into, we have a, a psychologist here at the club, again, which the board supporters within, and we worked with him. When we recruit players... How can we make sure the dressing room is a good fit and it's a good place and the players want to come here and they want to work and they want to be on board to play for Huddersfield Town? So, yeah, yeah, it, what, I don't think it's by chance. I don't, I think a lot of people would say you might have got lucky, but it's something we have conversations about and it's something like. As an example, Tino comes to the club and joins the club. He, when we're, we're doing the contracts and things like that, I will I will go pick him up from the train station. I would make sure I'm in with his dad in the car journey, conversations with him. You know the meetings, the pre-meetings with players and things like that. I think you you're writing the narrative then for the players of your expectations of how they should act when they're at the club and, and what type of club it is. So I think these, these little things we've done, I think we can be better Yeah. On, on that. But yeah, I think trying to provide a training ground, try to pro- provide a culture and an environment that brings the players together, mm-hmm. it can only be a positive, in, in my opinion. Now, yeah. as long as the players are giving 100%, at Huddersfield Town, I think they, de- they always deserve to be rewarded. I think they always deserve to be clapped off the pitch because what we can't do is control if we win every game. 
that a football player can go onto a pitch and give 100% for the club he's playing for. And if they do that, and you can visually see that, then they should be clapped off, in, in my opinion, because yeah. this is a tough league. There's some very, very good players that can score some good goals, and you can't always control winning. And yeah. uh, that's that's just something we wanted to create, you know, every day. And and like I said, Carlos is a big part of that. That's the things he believes in. The nicest thing is you saying that that the players are actually talking about, you know, enjoying being here. Yeah, I think it's really it's really good to hear. Yeah, because sometimes you can, you know, players will say nice things because they know it's what they've got to say. But you can you can tell when it's genuine. And this year, not just the frequency it's come up, but the way they've talked about it, you can tell it's genuine. Another thing that, that seems to have, have genuinely and, and naturally started happening, and it's understandable given the, the couple of years we, we've had on the field, is that togetherness with the supporters in the team is starting to happen again. And that can only buy into their happiness and, and both the happiness of the supporters and the people inside the club are, are, as well. And if yeah. those two areas of the club are, are in harmony and, and are happy with each other and, and pulling in the same direction as we we saw against Barnsley at, at full time, yeah. that can only be good news going forward. And, and, you know, when you're in the middle of a 12-match unbeaten or in, in such a difficult two competitions that we've been playing across... And you know that that feeling is only getting better, and that yeah. you know the team are only going to get better. And you're, you know, in every answer I think you've given me, you said we're not perfect, but this yeah. is what we're aiming for. It, yeah. it says uh, it sort of sets up a, a bright future for us. Yeah, I agree. I think when you get Saturday was really pleasing for that the, the connection on the pitch from the supporters you can feel and. I can I, I got that feeling definitely on Saturday. I think the things after the game where the, the players are going over the crowd is outstanding. And yeah, you can you can sort of feel it. But we we knew doing this, and, and this is a big we because it's it's the whole club, it's everyone here that we had to re-establish that connection. We had to give the fans something. Um and the easiest thing to give them was that commitment of we look, we're all just going to give 100%. Um, and I think we've got those characters within within the club and, and, and on the pitch now. And I think I think the fans are now starting to understand that. Look, this group will give everything. Yeah. You know, we might go ahead and, and draw games. We might go behind and come back and win games. But you can see whichever scenario it is, this, this, these players and this group of players are giving everything on the pitch whichever scenario it is to try and win and and the at the minute they're converting those wins somehow regular yeah really pleasing but then yeah we understand we have to win for the supporters to get behind us but ultimately we we want to show that we can we can represent the club and the supporters in the right way whether it's an away game it's a home game whether we're underdogs or we people think we should win like uh, against Barnsley. Yeah. Um, and it was really, really pleasing to see that, you know, people stayed after the game and, and clapped the team. Yeah. Um, and the players for that effort. And then I think they had the the thing with the, the supporters after, which was really nice to see as well, because like you said, there's a connection. Yeah. And I thought the atmosphere as well was one of the best for me I've seen at a game. Um, yeah. 
on Saturday and, you know, in the FA Cup and things like that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I can sense it and, and you could feel it in the stadium. So it was mm-hmm. really, really good to see. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a great note to leave it on, Broms. I know you're a positive man, so I'd, I'd usually ask you how we you think the, the next few games and, and seasons are going to go, but you'll tell me we're going to do League and Cup double, so I'll, I'll leave it before you do that. Um, so thank you very Dave much. Sykes, Dave Sykes would like me to do predictions. <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. So thank you very much for, for your time and, and thanks as ever to, to Sportsbrook for, for sponsoring the show. Thank you.